Have you ever considered renting out your RV for some spare cash or maybe you're new to RVing and want to dip your toes into the lifestyle before you buy? Well, stay tuned. We've got some answers. Welcome to RV Out West. I'm your host, Brooks. My family of four's base camp is located in the beautiful Pacific Northwest and our RV adventures radiate out from there. Please grab a mug of coffee and join us as we discuss RVing around the American West. From sweet camping spots, gear and equipment, to tips and tricks, we've got you covered. We are RV Out West. There are many RV rental companies out there, but in this episode, we hear about a man with an idea who is disrupting the RV rental industry. Jason Carlson, CEO of Wallabing, with a different kind of name, offers a different kind of experience. Jason is joining us, and he shares with us about what the RV lifestyle means to him, why he saw a need for Wallabing, and he tells us all about the trials and tribulations for starting this business. Jason, thank you so much for joining us here on RV Out West. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited too. So first things first, what I kind of want to get into a little bit is give me a quick little bio about yourself. Okay, sure. Sounds good. Um, well, I, um, I was born in California and then very quickly my, my parents separated. And so I spent kind of my, my early days in Oklahoma. There wasn't the same kind of things to do as there were in Southern California. So growing up, it was an awful lot of uh, camping and outdoors and fishing and hiking. What my background as, as a kid was, and as I got older, that kind of exploring nature and all that kind of just stuck with me. But really, the biggest part of my life has always been in getting outdoors and exploring nature and, and having a, a great time out in the big, wide, wonderful world that we had to explore. So tell me, uh, what kind of got you guys interested in RVing and the RV lifestyle? Kind of an interesting story. So like I mentioned, growing up in Oklahoma with my with my stepfather's uh, family, um, they were really big into camping. And they had taken many trips when he was a kid, and they always kind of went to the same places. And then this one time they stumbled upon um, the South Fork Campground in the San Juan National Forest in Colorado, just outside of uh, Wolf Creek. Okay. And it just, they, the original campground was booked. They ended up there and had such a wonderful and great time that they went back every year for their anniversary for 50 years. Oh, what fun. What a cool. Oh, the, it, yeah. So fun. Yeah. <laughs> They had great things like the three mile hike and the one mile hike and the hot springs and and hiking down to go fishing and it just it's an amazing time. As they did that over the years and the family got older, we all started kind of going with you know first my parents and the aunts and uncles and we would have hand me down campers and pop up campers and then from there, as us kids got older, we started doing the same. And so when I got married and started having kids of my own, I wanted to kind of have that same experience with my family. But the funny thing is, after going into finance, I realized just how bad of an investment an RV could be. This is just the the depreciation. And from a pure numbers perspective, it was awful. Right. And so I thought, gosh, man, if there was, you know, I love it. I'm still probably going to do it. But if there was any way to mitigate that a little bit, that'd be great. And so that kind of led me to think, gee, in the, in the whole 10 months out of the year, 11 months out of the year, just sitting there, 
maybe I could rent it out or other people could use it. And I really liked that idea because just away from the numbers game, having an asset that it's built and all these materials go into it that just sits unused for so long, I didn't feel great about to begin with whether environmentally or otherwise, it just felt weird. Okay. That kind of led me to, to look more into it. I found out that there were a couple options out there, but people really were having some issues, whether it was customer service or all the fees they had to pay. And it seemed like these companies had gotten away from the pure enjoyment and, and sharing and getting people out there and getting more people involved and more into just the numbers game and the nitty, nitty gritty and, and so much more transactional. And, and I wanted it to be something more than that. And so that's kind of how we stumbled into the idea of Wallabing. Interesting. So why don't you tell us about Wallabing and kind of how does it work and give us the 101 and how it might be different from uh, other similar platforms? Sure, absolutely. Well, kind of like I was saying, one of the first things we found was that owners of RVs or even even dealers that that I hesitate to say dealers rental locations better way to look at it that have a few RVs or consignment RVs and even you know Joe or Sue down the street with their own RVs there's a lot of fees attached to the rental process insurance roadside assistance um, and then the percentages that owners are charged and looking more into it I found that most of the companies if not all would charge an owner to list their RV whether it was 3% up to 25% at the biggest I saw when, when it was rented, when an RV was rented, that would be their, their charge. And it was on the whole thing on um, not just the nightly rate, but a fee tacked onto everything they wanted to do, adding a kayak or um, biking or the mileage, everything had an added fee. And then what compounded that was on the renter side, they would also charge the renter percentages too. And so it just seemed to start get excessive. And I thought, well, you know, for us, we just, again, going back to the original intent was to see if people could share these big assets, kind of, you know, help the environment and the waste and stuff just sitting there and, and making some money for themselves with that with that asset, while simultaneously letting renters have a lower cost way to get out and enjoy um, the outside or have fun family vacations. And so what we did with Wallabing is I looked everywhere we could trim things. We went through a great insurance agency, comprehensive national agency to do amazing things all the way over the United States and Canada. Same with our roadside assistance. We found a great one where we're differentiated there because they'll actually go offsite to the campground um, to help people out. So it's not your typical roadside. And then when it came down to the fees, we just cut everything out. We said, owners, Full stop, it's free to free to list with us and free to rent it out. So if you want to make $100 a night, that's what you're going to make. I'll never take a dollar from you as an owner. Um, and then for the renters, it's quite simple. It's just a 10% minimum fee added on to the nightly rate only. So if the owner charges a cleaning fee or um, you, know, you want to rent an extra kayak or we have some mileage charges or the insurance in the roadside, all that stuff is just passed through right back to the owner or the insurance company. We only charge a small on the nightly rate. And I think that's really what makes Wallabing the, 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 or the real big difference that Wallabing has with the competition. It's we truly live by the motto where owners make more and renters pay less because bottom line, we just want to get you out there. Why Wallabing? 
about the name? Like what, when you were coming up with the name, tell me what's, there's gotta be a story there. We had a other name, Wander V and there was a little van company up by you guys, I believe. Um, and they had something similar like Wonder Vans. So we couldn't get a trademark. And they said, Hey, you got to think of something new. So I looked and looked and looked, and I was looking for something cute and fun. And we added animal and this and that. And while I was doing that, that song, the witch doctor song, the ting tang, walla walla bing bang kept going round and round in my head. And it was a fun song that we used to sing, you know, going on these road trips and, you know, it, it hit and I started, you know, I Googled a little bit and is that a thing? And, and um, I found it was wide open and, and we went for it. That's wonderful. What was your why for wanting to do this? How did you see an industry need and, and kind of get to that point? Well, in all honesty, I think a big part of it was kind of selfish of me because I wanted to do something that married my personal interests with RVing, camping in the outdoors with sort of what I learned in business consulting and finance. So I will say from the start, there's kind of that selfish part that's like, how could we marry these two things together? Um, but then when it came down to it, that need that I saw in the community, you know, uh, Brooks, from everything that I've, I've read about you so far, and you have a really, really good grasp on the RV community, the friendliness of it, the um, openness of people to interact with each other, help each other learn things, explore, learning from each other's mistakes. Um, and some fun stuff too. I mean, when you go to campgrounds, it's very, very common for someone to just walk over, start talking to you and ask about your RV and to be, Hey, come and take a look inside. And I mean, just, it's a different community, right? I'm that guy. You're I'm that, that guy. guy. Totally that you. guy. I am that guy. I'm that guy. I have no problems. And usually I bring a beer and be like, Hey, do you need a beer? And I'm very friendly that way. And just, you know, the beer is the icebreaker. That's that's awesome to hear because I I mean I've experienced the same thing myself everywhere and it's even gotten me into it too. I've been like, well, hey, I mean, if that's how we are, let's do this. This is wonderful. And I noticed that um, I had kind of mentioned it before, but with the competition, it just seemed so much more transactional. And and I felt like the, that's just not our community. It's not the RV community. We're not a transactional community. You give me a, I give you b. Thanks, you know beep boop we're done it, it's a much more friendly warm and welcoming atmosphere and that's what i wanted to bring with wallabing was a fresh look some color some brightness and to get away from that transactional nature like i said we just want to take a small fee to you know cover costs make some money of course like a business and grow here but really push to get people connected find ways to break down those barriers break down the red tape kind of connect the for lack of a better word like the um the enthusiasm or the nature of the RVing spirit with that business model and that's the need that I saw I didn't feel like that was being done what's been the one thing that your business venture didn't expect wildly out of the blue was how difficult it was to find insurance it was really really difficult that that kind of comes out of a thing where insurance companies are the way they always work is you have something they insure it for you whether it's your house your car your rv whatever it is um with the way this model works like airbnb or turo or any other kind of sharing system you don't have anything someone else has that something someone over here wants to use it you're standing in the middle saying hey i can help you get this insured 
and insurance companies said, well, wait a minute, we don't know how to do this. I said, well, yeah, you do. You do it with Airbnb, you do it with Enterprise Rent-A-Car, with Hertz. I mean, you've been doing it, you know, and, but they, they just couldn't, the A to B there wasn't, wasn't working out for them. And so um, that was, that was surprisingly difficult. Just the nuts and bolts business part of it was a, was a lot more, a lot tougher to, to get into than I thought it would. What's been one of the greatest successes then, if that was kind of one of your biggest challenges, what's been one of the greatest successes? How's it's it? It's been, it's been really good. Honestly, the, um, you know, we're still growing. We're very new that, that, that was probably the biggest success was finding a great partner. We're with uh crumb and Forrester, a major carrier and, and they have been so sweet and so great and so supportive and really understand us. I love that they're really easy to work with. And that was that was wonderful finding them. But on a different note, another success, so we're not just talking about insurance <laughs> for the whole time. I, I think the the feedback and the 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 reception we're getting from the community in the last two months, we we just started marketing. I mean, we've never really, we did some tentative reaching out in the last year and some tests on Facebook and things. And then this, these last couple months, we reached out in, in our home state here in the state of Texas first to kind of go bigger and see what's happening. And in just two months alone, we've had 20,000 new users added to the website. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, it, it really, it really is. I, I, I appreciate it and, and I'm pretty humbled by that. Um, everybody reaching out and and being so excited to grow with us. And then some of the comments, we have a um, kind of like getting the community involved. We have a, a WeFunder crowdfunding going right now to, to help us find um, the ability to market to more people. And the comment there was along those same lines. Like, you know, I, I won't mention the competition specifically, but right. they had said, hey, we're, you know, we love to see you out there. Um, where I'm, you know, I'm really excited. He's like, I'm going to list my RV with you guys. Uh, the RV community really needs someone like you that, that just is not all about the fees and the added nonsense and gets out there. So anyway, the bottom line is just the reception from the community has been overwhelming and very exciting. And, and I, and I think that's a great success and it's a testament to my, my team too, our, our wonderful COO who does such a brilliant job at, at marketing and, and getting the, the word out there and, and our CTO, who's putting together some some wonderful things, and is always looking like, how can we simplify? How can we make this easier? And and it's just all coming together in such a great way. We are going to pause and hear a word from today's sponsor. Remember that you can save ten percent using the discount code RV Outwest ten. RV Destinations Magazine is the premier provider of nationwide RV destination articles, sharing stories about the places you want to see for yourself. Subscribe today for digital or their new print magazine at rvdestinationmagazine.com. Why don't you share with us about some experiences you've had in the Pacific Northwest? Well, honestly, the farthest I, that's still on the bucket list. The farthest north I've been is up to the Sacramento area, up around Carmichael and the Ocean Lakes up there. That's about as far north as I've been. So I have not yet been to Oregon, Washington, anything like that. And so that was kind of the fun part about your block, your podcast for me. I started listening, looking and marking off the things as we start hitting the other areas in the RV. So, um, but I will say that, that getting up into that area, the far North California and Lake, Lake Tahoe, we, I've been to a few times um, and I absolutely adore that area. We, we got a, a, a little we RV'd up there with the family, um, with my dad's side of the family, and we ended up getting a little cabin up there um, to stay and had 
everybody come. I mean, everybody, aunts, uncles, cousins. And it was that kind of huge camp out environment that was just the greatest time ever. Um, that, that was a, t- a top 10 trip for me in my life. That's wonderful. I will say uh, the Pacific Northwest is absolutely stunning. But September is a really wonderful time to come because our kids don't start school until after Labor Day weekend. But the weather stays in the 70s for all of September. And if we're lucky into the first two weeks of October, and then the rain comes. Oh, it sounds amazing. I, and I was a little surprised too. I mean, and I'm, I'm dead serious when, whenever it went on the the trip book, I will be there 100%. Just be all the things that you guys listed that were available to do there. And, and, you know, I, you reading the blurb oh, about not so many people coming to visit and whatever. I'm like, I was shocked because the, the list of things to do there, I'm like, how is this not a major destination? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a question for you now. Yeah, sure. um, tell me about three most influential people in your life and how they impacted you. Oh, wow. That's a fun one. The first most influential person in my life would probably be my my grandmother um <clears throat> growing up she was uh, like i said my my parents had split up when i was younger and so every summer i would go back to california to visit my dad and he would drop me off to stay with my grandmother and what she would do this this you know older lady she would read back in the day we had nintendo power magazine and it's how you found tips and tricks on old nintendo games <laughs> right yeah yes yes i remember so she would read about Nintendo games, but she was older, didn't know how to play, and she would get a game and have me play the game while she read the magazine and told me what to do. And it's just, it was the greatest time ever, but that really taught me to get down um, on on a different level with my own kids. You know, I don't think that Nintendo was her number one most favorite thing to begin with, but it's just, she saw my interest and, and wanted to connect, and it was such a wonderful and creative way to do that. So it's taught me how to kind of get outside the box with with my own kids and do that, and, I, and I'll love that forever. My, my second most influential person would probably be my, um, I had a great teacher in, in high school, and he, he was my honors English teacher and um, also the athletic director, but he, he saw some potential there. And I was sort of a lazy student. You know, I had a real, real good aptitude for certain things, especially English, but it, it, I just, I was lazy. I would do the minimum, turn it in, move on with my life in high school. And he finally said, Hey, look, if you stay in, you know, honors programs, he's like, I'm giving you a C, but if you stay in honors programs through the rest of high school, and can do well, I'll go back and change it to an A. And he took me aside and said, everybody really believes in you. And 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 um, he was a big ad- advocate to get me in the academic decathlon and doing things like that. I, and I learned some lessons there. You know, I, I learned in number one, that it's not just family that can believe in you, that there's people that genuinely care about students and others. And so I've kind of tried to do that same thing with, with people I meet and help others along the way where I can. And, and I think that was just a, a wonderful lesson as well that I've, that I've carried with me. And honestly, after that, I would say it would be, um, and they're all kind of together, but it, I, I can't separate out um, my, you know, my wife from the rest. She's, she's right in there as well. And she has been so supportive. You know, I had, I had some health issues. COVID was not kind to my lungs and, and, and some things with me. And, 
no matter what, she has always been there being so supportive and loving and kind of unconditionally caring. Um, and even with Wallabing, she's, she's right there doing what she can to help. Again, you know, I just, I learn lessons every day from her with, with how incredible she can be and, and that kind of love and care and the way she cares for our kids and, and what she does for them as well. It's just, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable and incredible. And, and I, I couldn't do half of what I do, even any of what I do without her. I would like to ask you, what is something that um, maybe you, I didn't ask you that you would wished I had asked you that you would like to discuss? Oh, gosh. Um, we've covered so many great things, honestly. <laughs> okay. Well, and that's okay. You don't have to have an answer. I just want to give you the opportunity. Oh, you know what? I think uh, favorite place to visit in general, uh, camping or, you know, in the outdoors, I think. Yes. That's a that's great. a great question. Tell me about it. Um, well, honestly, the the I, I'm blown away a lot. I mean, even by the by the picture behind you, I, I just there's so many things that just blow me away outdoors. Um, but there's two that really stand out. For the record, the, that's going the, to the Sun Road in Glacier National Park. Oh, cool. Well, now yeah. I see another yep. one to add. You gotta get it to um, Montana. The um oh that's yeah, it's gorgeous. The uh so the first one would be the Grand Canyon. It it's it's one of those things you hear about it all the time and forever. Oh, you know, it's super great, super great. I'm like, yeah, it's a big hole in the ground. I'm sure it looks beautiful. You know, it looks great. I don't really poo-poo nature that bad, but you know, you you kind of like, can it can it really be that great? And then you go to it and you're standing on the edge and you're like, oh man, it was what hundred percent that great. It just it's breathtaking. It, it is is unbelievable. Um and then the other one was a little different. We, I went for my, uh, my brother-in-law's, I, I was the officiant in my sister and brother-in-law's wedding. So I got invited to the bachelor party and for his bachelor party, he's a big geocacher and has gotten me into it. So we went out in, in Colorado to kind of go look around for, for geocaches and have some fun with that. And one of them was at the top of a mountain basically. And we had to hike and hike. And it went from a nice balmy day to having to put on coat and everything else because it turned into snow. And I mean, I'm not kidding. It went from 80 down to probably 30 at the top. And uh, it was the wildest thing. And it was so tough and so difficult. And by the time I got to the top and saw the views, it made everything worth it. And that was, that was a real, real great trip too. Okay. Well, my last question for you is where can listeners find Wallabing online? Oh, a couple of places. Uh, you can find us on at www.wallabing.com, W-A-L-L-A-B-I-N-G.com. You can find us on the iOS store if you have Apple device or on uh, at the Android store um, as well. And uh, you can also find us at WeFunder, wefunder.com forward slash Wallabing. And that will tell you a lot more about the business side of the company and a lot of the traction and fun stuff that's happening with us there. And uh, a couple cool videos and things like that too. Well, Jason, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us here on RVL West. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, Brooks. It has honestly been, been a blast. Really cool. Thank you so yeah, much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. To help the show grow, please share with your RVing friends and family about this podcast. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like me to discuss, please contact me via rvoutwest.com. 
Our next full episode in two weeks, we are going to do a deep dive into the Oregon coast, one of the most top-rated destinations in Oregon. Many people flock from all over the world to see this beautiful coastline, but there's just so much to see and do along the way. Even if you're a seasoned Oregon coast RVer, there will be something for everyone in this episode. You won't want to miss it. Now, get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon. Thanks so much for listening to RV Out West. Join us again in two weeks with our next episode. Please like and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you choose to get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And I sure would appreciate if you left a rating or a review of the show. Special thanks to Scott Holmes Music for providing the intro song, We Are One. RV Out West can be found on Instagram and Facebook where you can interact with us and follow along on our RV adventures around the Pacific Northwest. So get out there, explore, and go see what's beyond the horizon.